And now, from the diamond to the dugout, it's the Twins Nation Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Another uh, edition of Twins Nation podcast this week. Uh, it's a special. We have a special guest. Uh, Twins Daily's own John Bonus has joined us. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you. Good to be here. You bet. Yeah. Um, Thanks for being on, John. Yeah. Uh, thought we'd uh, uh, get to know you, and uh, I'm sure. Most, if not all, our listeners uh, have heard of uh, one of your uh, creation, which is uh, TwinsDaily.com, um, and uh, you also are a co-host of a podcast of your own, The Gleeman and the Geek Show, um, which I listen to uh, weekly. Uh, I enjoy it. Um, how did Twins Daily come about? We uh, basically a bunch of uh, a bunch of twins bloggers went to went to a twins game together. We tried to kind of do stuff to sort of interact with each other outside of the online world. Uh, and um, it was uh, you can look it up because it was Anthony Anthony Swarzak's first start. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we went to this was like 2007 or something. We went to a game and then we went to a bar afterwards and we did what all bloggers do when they go to a bar afterwards. We sit around and fetched about uh, how we made no money. We can't believe that we had all these people. But we couldn't make any money. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and and lamented the various other bloggers who had, you know, come and gone because of that. And uh, we started trying to brainstorm ways to do stuff. So. We started make, by putting out uh, putting out some handbooks, like the off-season handbook. We put together a trade deadline handbook, etc., and uh, wrote. You created some other publications. Just kind of joined forces to do some publications, and then uh, after about three, four years, uh, I think it was uh, Scout.com at the time, or some some, some or some version of Fox Sports had uh, uh, you know basically reached out to us and said, would the four of you be interested in combining your blogs into one site and taking over their twin site, essentially? And we okay. said, that, that is, that's an interesting idea. None of us had ever thought about combining our sites. That's a, that's a sensitive thing. Sure. You know, writers. <laughs> you want yeah. to give up your, your identity. And what we... Researching a little bit, decided we didn't, didn't really want to go with them, but we did do so. And so, so we, uh, we put together TwinsDaily.com, so it was about 2000. We worked on it in uh, eleven February 2012. Okay. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So over 10 years ago. That's crazy. Uh, 
That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah we just had we had our tenth anniversary just uh, last spring training. I got our spring training before last. So, okay. So, are you guys all the all of you that are part of it right now? Are you all the originals? Pretty much. There were four writers that kind of did it. And then about, I guess, six months into it, we added Brock Beauchamp to our team uh, who uh, to, to help with uh, and great, obviously, too. So, yeah, the four originals were myself and Seth Stowes and Nick Nelson and Parker Hageman. Uh, Parker doesn't do as much anymore, although he did write uh, some in-depth stories for our caretakers this, this winter. Uh, Nick obviously writes pretty regularly. Seth is editing the site right now and writes pretty regularly, minor league such. And about uh, two or three years into the um, into the two into the uh, into the life of it, I started writing less and trying to take care of the business side. We just decided we couldn't we couldn't have one person. We couldn't all four write all the time. We had to have somebody step back and do things like try to figure out where ad revenue is going to come from and such things like that. So well, that's interesting. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, so uh, how long have you been in Twins fan, John? Oh, I mean, since I was probably five years old. So that's 50 years ago, I think. Okay. Uh, I remember <laughs> my mom, uh, getting tired of playing Candyland or whatever with me and she so she put on the gate the game on the radio and I was three blissful hours or probably at that time two and a half blissful hours of of uh, time off. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, yeah I, I was I've been a fan since I was six years old that just so happened to correspond with nineteen eighty seven. So, uh, yeah, yeah, well, that's that's not unusual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a good year. Yeah, I was. So. I kind of became a fan more probably in the two thousands. So I, you know, I followed a little bit of baseball just from my dad being a sports writer when he lived in the cities a little bit, and then when we moved out here to South Dakota, and then he became you know did sports writing here. So I didn't follow baseball as close for a while and. Kind of got back into it in the 2000s. So, um, who was your who was your first? I guess your first favorite player there, John. Well, I mean, it's either gonna be Tony or Lever, right? Before we go, I just asked you guys an audio question here. I keep hearing something that sounds like uh, Velcro or something about every second or two. Uh, yeah, I don't um, think. I, I think it's the is, app. Is that? I'm hearing it. Too. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know how to fix it. Sorry. Okay. Okay. No, that's no, fine. I just want to make sure it wasn't my uh, network connection. If you guys want me to call back in or something. No. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. No problem. Thank you. Um, no. Uh, yeah. My, no, my favorite, uh, uh, my favorite was probably originally Tonio. Um, but by then, even by then, I think he might've been playing first base. I'm not even sure when he, when he really retired or not. I mean, coaching first base at the time, but really it was Rod Carew. You know, I was, uh, I was 10 years old when, uh, Rod Carew had the year where he nearly fit hit 400, oh. chasing 400 the whole season. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, that was a pretty impactful summer, and that was really an exciting summer to be a Twins fan. The Twins were very good that year. They had the lumber company, uh, 
Disco Rod and Disco Dan Ford and Larry Heisel and Lyman Bostock and uh, you know, it was a pretty fun team to to uh, have, to follow. So yeah, I bet uh, yeah. that was that that was the that was sort of the the initial uh, you know my initially my favorite twin when I was a kid. A good get sure. pick. <laughs> Rod was, from what I understand, Rod was pretty good, pretty fun to watch. <laughs> I, uh, he was pretty good. Yes, didn't quite make watching him. I was, I was only uh, about ten years old the year he was elected to the Hall of Fame. So, uh, yeah. so, so that yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think I think you know as soon after that they faded a bit, and then you know of course they traded him. Away yeah. to California, and I I did yeah. lose interest in the Twins for quite a few years there. Okay, I, mean, I remember I remember kind of you know listening to some of the games while I was working at the the pizza gallery and uh, cooking in the pizza gallery and the line cook, uh, like in '83 or '84, but it really was '87 that uh, kind of I mean, '86 and '87. I think I kind of got a little excited in '86 and then '87. I was I was in from the beginning and been pretty excited about it. So. Okay. Yeah. I bet that, that brought a lot of people back there. Uh, that, that year, that, that was a very surprising year. You know, we weren't, we weren't but the best team at all going, we were probably the worst playoff team going into that right. and right. Uh, shocked everybody and you know, probably yeah. even themselves if they were honest. <laughs> yep. Yep. Maybe. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, that's really that's really neat. Uh, what do you think of the team so far this year? Well, so far I'm having a blast. Uh, you know they've, uh, you know, I'm always I'm, you know, you ask that after a loss. My I'm always enthusiastic that after a win, which is so silly given there's 162 games. You got to you know take it one by one and just try and keep the big picture in mind a little bit. Uh, but no, I'm uh, I mean I'm really excited about the pitching staff. I have been since the first day. I've also said, you know, since about the second day of spring training, my biggest concern was was the uh, lineup. Yeah, and uh, that is still my biggest concern, and that, I think that's that's played out to be uh, about true. Uh, that we've got you know, some current concerns there, uh, but you know, I do think I do think the this this lineup has a high floor relatively you know that they you know there are enough that you say oh you saw walmart come in and make some stuff today and he's somebody that wasn't even on the team uh you know uh, three days ago right mm-hmm. uh, you've got you know you've got julian out there you've got you know um, you know brooks lee waiting in the wings you've got uh, potentially royce lewis returning fairly soon uh you, you know maybe kirloff getting healthy you know there are there's some there are some reasons to be optimistic about at the least at the very least the depth uh, you know, Polanco potentially getting healthy here. Uh, you know, that there are some good reasons to be excited at least about the depth and you know, potentially maybe about some of the ceilings of these guys too. We haven't really seen Miranda heat up. We really haven't seen, uh, you know, it's nice to see Larnick uh, taking such a, a big step forward. That's yeah. a big help. So definitely, uh, we haven't seen Korea heat up. You know, but, yeah, there's, I think there's still a lot of room to go on the Oh, end. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely agree. Yeah, today was a pretty frustrating game. I felt just because the White Sox gave us a lot of opportunities that yep. we didn't take advantage of, but that yeah. happens every now and then, unfortunately. 
Um, and, and I mean, and, and Maeda gave them, you know, really, you know, one really good opportunity, and they did take advantage of it. You know, that one pitch. To, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. That but, three run home run was a was a, a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know, and that's kind of been a thing so far this season. I mean, it's, yeah. the pitching has been great. I mean, the pitching uh-huh. has not hurt us, other than you know the bullpen laid one egg or two maybe, but it's just when we lose, it's because we're not hitting. It's it's never been it's not been the pitching so far, which is very amazing. You know, I mean, I can't yeah, the think pitching's of how been, many. The... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, nope, go, go ahead. ahead. I, I was going to say the the, the pitch the pitching has has been the last few games has been like pitch short of outstanding. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Where, where, you know, had that Maya went six innings for legitimate. Molly did the same thing. Or Mally did the same thing. Uh, Joe Ryan did the same thing. Six innings for is nothing to hang your head about, but in all of those no. cases, it was like, yeah, but it could have been six innings, one run or six innings, two run, except, you know, the, uh, a slider that ends up killing you. Uh, and uh, they get one big hit. Yep. Uh, and and now you've got now you now your offense does have to come through and right now we're, you know we're playing with an offense that uh, hasn't hasn't heated up yet. Yeah, no. Especially in the case of Joe Ryan, he is basically one pitch away from a shutout. Um, you know, he right. gave up all his runs on one swing. Um, yeah. yeah. What do you think the maybe the main problem with the lineup is? I'm kind of thinking it's that they just don't have they have a few too many maybe swing and miss guys and they don't have a, a real what uh, leadoff hitter but I well I mean I think that I think things. that's I think I think both those things are true mm-hmm. um, that I, I, they certainly don't have a true leadoff hitter and they certainly do have a number of swing and miss guys um, you know, I, I also think that there's some of the guys I, I think if you ask Rocco at the beginning of the season or you know before spring training started, you know, who are going to be the four, the four or five guys you really count on in that lineup that you could just absolutely count on, right? That they, when they, when they come around every turn of, of the lineup, you're like, okay, good. Now here, here we go. Here we go. Right. I think they would have been Buxton and Correa and they yeah. would have been Polanco um, and uh, probably Miranda. I think that was, the, I think that those were the four guys he was kind of looking at as like, well, you know, Polanco's out. Right? Yeah. Miranda just hasn't heated up yet. I think he's hitting, you know, 200 or something. Um, 200 you know, with Buxton a 282. Is, yeah. Buxton, Buxton's there and he's doing great, but he's also playing DH. So, you you know, that means you've got to have Michael Taylor in the lineup batting yeah. nine mm-hmm. uh, someplace else as opposed to, you know, a big bat sitting at uh, DH. And, yeah. um, and Correa has not heated up at all either. No. So, you know, you, you really are – you're kind of running this thing on one piston. <laughs> this is before on one piston. And, um, you know, it's been nice that Larnick has sort of stepped into there and done that. It's nice that Kyle Farmer's gotten a couple of decent hits. No but, you know, there's a, we're, we're seeing Willie Castor in the lineup quite a bit. You know, when you're when – you're, you know, when you've got Willie Castor and Michael Taylor eating up two of those spots, I don't think that's the depth that they were hoping for, you know, I think, no. No. I, I think they were, I think they wanted, I think they wanted Michael Taylor to face left-handed hitters, not, not, not an everyday center fielder. Right. Uh, yeah. And I think they wanted Willie Castro to be in triple a learning how to hit, uh, you know, so already it's a, it's been a, you know, some, some injuries have led to just enough 
just enough and some injuries and some slow starts have left to just enough drop off that you've got a below average offense. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, especially now, you know, we've got a, a few uh with Kepler uh gonna yeah, be a couple yeah. more weeks. Um and then uh I think Gallo was used gonna be used today as a pinch hitter, but he's been out a couple days. And uh, yeah, he was he was supposedly available, but they didn't use him. So I'm whenever, no, whenever I that happens, I'm 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 always wondering. Mm. Yeah, was he really available, or did Rocco just want the White Sox to think he was available? He had a batting helmet <laughs> yeah. on. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I don't mind know. games. Huh? My, I said maybe. mind games. Maybe. There you go. Maybe. Maybe. It was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's all it was. I don't know. Um, yeah, and speaking of, you know, with uh, Buxton DHing, I wonder, um, you know, they haven't said, obviously, just how long that's going to be uh, before they're going to put him out in center field. That I'm very interested to find out how long that's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I am, I am too. Um, I have to imagine the, long, the more he hits – and the longer he stays healthy and an everyday player at DH, the more tempting it becomes to just decide, you know what? <laughs> maybe maybe we'll, we'll see, just play him at DH and see if we can keep him healthy for 150 games here as opposed to in center field. Now, that, you know, you, you, that, that's a, like you said, you're committing yourself to Michael Taylor in the lineup all the time. And I don't think, I'll also say this, I know Buxton doesn't want that. No, Buxton absolutely wants to be playing center field on a regular basis. Well, and so as good as Michael Taylor is at defense, Buxton's a little bit better. So that and that hurts his value to the team a right, lot. Right, of course. So. Of course, of course. Uh, but you know, it also hurts his value for the team to be out for eighty games. Oh yeah. So so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know it's tough when the guys, you know, he he just. Can't seem to find a way to stay healthy um, right. as a, you know, and I know no one's probably more frustrated than he is about it. Sure. You know. I presume. Yep. <laughs> I presume. Yeah. He's the one that's in pain, <laughs> not us physically. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so hopefully he doesn't have to have 150 games or as a D8, but, um but, yeah, it'll be just interesting to see how long this this lasts because, like you said, I'm sure they did not, you know, they signed Michael Taylor as an insurance policy, really. Right. And right. Uh, the guy who they envisioned would would uh, basically be a backup or be able to play all the three positions and all that. So, well, so and you would, and you'd, also expect, you'd also expect him to be – Playing against left-handers on a yeah. semi-regular basis, right? Or maybe even maybe in every time that you face a left-hander, you've got Michael Taylor in there because that's the one thing he can do. He can he has a fairly decent average versus uh, left-handed hitters over his career. Yeah. But they just also just haven't seen any left-handers. You know, they've only seen one like so far. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, and the second one's coming. You know, maybe this weekend. So you know that that's you know, if it, regularly you would probably have had. You know, two or three left-handers already yeah. by this point. In, it's in kind the of the, the same with uh, Donovan Solano. He was brought here because he can kill lefties, but he's had to play a lot more uh, due to injuries. Right. Too. Yep. Yep. So, um, but he's done. I mean, he's done okay. 
his defense was questionable was it yesterday when he didn't feel the ground ball right to right. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that was a tricky it was tricky, was a tricky huh? situation yeah <laughs> but um, but yeah you know so it's, hopefully i haven't i know polanco's playing some minor league rehab games i don't know if i don't i haven't heard anything about kirloff's situation right now He's yeah, we asked Rocco about that before the game yesterday, and we haven't heard. And at the time, he had not heard what they had decided or where he would play. So, or following okay. that, uh, I knew he had yesterday off. That was the plan. So I don't think they were going to make. It, and, and Monday is, you know, pretty quiet day in the minor leagues usually, right? So, um, I don't really know what they've got. Uh, what they've got next. We'll see. But I don't think they've announced it. Now, maybe, maybe something maybe something was revealed uh, today after the game. So. Okay. okay. That, that, that being Kirilov or Polanco, I guess, I missed which one you were. Yeah. Which one were you referring to? Kirilov or Polanco? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Kirilov has not started okay. rehab games yet or anything like that, yeah. so. Uh, okay. I think he's spring training, trying to get that wrist risk. He, you know, he was taking a lot of the bats during spring training. So I thought for a while he'd be ahead of, ahead of Polanco in terms of, but that's not, that's no longer the case. So. Yeah, that's too bad. I've, you know, he's one of those guys you heard about all through. The minor leagues that he's going to be such a stud, and then this unfortunately uh, injuries have affected him too. Um, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, a long, a long line of guys we kind of thought might be star. Yeah. A real history of that over the past twenty years or so. Yeah. Mauer's I, uh, Mauer getting a torn meniscus in game two, his uh, debut season, to yeah. Morneau's concussions, to. Uh, Liriano's Tommy John surgery to, you know, <laughs> tearing up his knee to, yeah. Oh, there's, there's just, let's be honest, sometimes like this, uh, this franchise can be pretty snake bit with some other more high ceiling. Uh, Miguel from no, uh, it's like, you know, get a tiny rod put into it. Boxing's kind yeah. of, yeah, it goes on and on and on. Yes, it does. And it's weird to me because growing up as, when I was a kid, that was one thing. I mean, there was some players who got hurt, but for the most part, they were one of always one of the healthiest teams in the in the league. When I was a kid, you know, Kirby. The only time he got hurt was the last at bat of his career, um, as it turned out. Um, and uh, I mean, about the only guy who seemed to get hurt a decent amount was. Her back, and that could have been because a lack of conditioning, shall we say? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It could but, be. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, and then to just have this happen seems like to every player that we thought would be key for the franchise for for a decade, you know, maybe decades or whatever. Um, now, don't get me wrong. You know, uh, Joe Maurer had an outstanding career and. Morneau did, and those guys, we just, 
you know, those kind of, we wonder just how much better it would have been had they had, right? Like Mauer had not the concussion issue and the knee issue, and uh, Warno with the concussion issue and stuff like that, you know. And yeah. uh, I, the one that I, that yeah, the sixth season when when uh, Johan Santé was on his way to win the Cy Young Award. The second best pitcher in that half for the first half of the year. I know. That was such and a one-two punch. Larry, uh, that would have been amazing to have entered the playoffs with uh, Liriano yeah. and Santana uh, throwing like they did. So. so, so, yeah, I was very sad when that fateful day when the, when the elbow blew up. Um, yep. But, uh, he still went on to have a pretty decent career, but not just never reached the level that and we all thought he could. Um, yep. But yeah, so um, so so Twins Daily is just it, it's a great site. I I started to use it, and and it, it's one of those like anybody who's a blogger can join, right? You know. You know, yeah, I mean that's the that's that's sort of the idea. The idea was we wanted to create a um, place that where people could get paid for writing about the twins the way we wished we could have back when we were watching Anthony Sorzak's first start. Yeah. Right. So the idea is that you know if you, you know, if you want to go out there and you you read enough of this stuff and you're passionate about it, and you want to try writing about it. You know, certainly first of all, you know, you want to just find your voice in the forums or in the comments section. Uh, that is something that a lot of people have done, and you know we encourage that as well. And I think we've got one of the best moderated forums, I think anywhere, regardless of topic. Um, sure. It's almost it's always civil. It's always um, yeah, I think kind for the most part uh, for you know for people who are still learning about about baseball or. Um, and then uh, you know if you want to ready to take it a step further, you can start your own blog on Twins Daily as well. And uh, after, you know, a couple of um, a couple of posts, you know, we'll try and keep an eye on those and uh, eventually, you know, promote you to uh, to writing and then what you're what you're writing on the front page will will pay you for your page views. So okay. uh, so that's uh, we try to pay basically the profit we make from the from the um, from your story goes to you. We'll get the profit from the home page and some of that other stuff. But you get you get the stuff from the from your page use. So that's cool. uh, that's the idea uh, behind it. We want to, and we've got you know, I mean, I, I don't know how many writers we've had in over the Twins history, but I mean, right now I think we've got 30, 30 or so pretty active writers, twenty to thirty pretty active writers, yeah. and uh, we'd love for people to join us. Yeah, I know I'm a, I'm currently on there. I'm not as active as I should be, but uh, I'm. I don't no, know. that's the beauty of it. You you get to choose. You know, like, you want to be active, you you can. If you want to be you want to be a, a lurker, you can be that too. <laughs> if you want to just join us for some of our events. We've started throwing some events. Yeah, you, know, you um, just want to use it to meet meet other Twins fans and talk baseball. You can do that too. So. Yeah. Uh, it's just when I heard of your site, I was like, I was one of those like, dang it, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you, honestly, uh, we thought the same thing when we started in 2011. We, uh, I remember the first time we kind of had the idea and I did the, I, I did the research and the programming uh, for it. 
and I unveiled it to uh, Nick and Parker and Seth and uh, showed them kind of what I was, what, what it looked like and how it worked. And Nick's reaction was, why the hell didn't we do this five years ago? <laughs> and, and I thought, you know, that, and, and that's when I knew we were right. Like we, we had found it, you know, when, the, when your reaction is, this is just so obvious and it's such a good idea that I'm angry at myself for not thinking of it five years ago. That's when I knew it was, uh, it was probably going to work. But wow. even, even after that, it, uh, it's kind of dwarfed our, it's dwarfed our expectations. Yeah, I bet it has. Yeah. You know, and, cause yeah, uh, I know myself, I'd be like, you know, if I could, I'd be like, if, if I could get a job where the main thing was, I, I could say, what do you do for a living? I, I get to watch baseball. <laughs> you know, watch watch right. the twins and write about them and create a podcast about them and I get paid to do it <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's been a lucky I've, I've, you know, it's been a lucky lucky road I've gotten to travel no yeah definitely that. definitely yeah. <laughs> well I might have to put more heart into it maybe maybe something will catch your eye um, oh great yeah we'd yeah. love that well but uh, definitely a very interesting story that you guys, um, how you came to be, and I just love it. Um, and so, yeah, anybody listening, uh, if you're a diehard Twins fan or a baseball fan, check twinsdaily.com out. And uh, if you want to try to get into the blogging business or just uh, it's definitely something – that can be fun. So okay. all you have to do is you go to the blog section and you can you'll immediately see how to create your own blog. Go ahead and start writing. You don't have to you don't have to wait for my approval. You know, you right. just can jump in, uh, give it a pull, see how it goes and uh, I think one of the cooler things about it is uh, you know there are people who will be stopping by those blogs every day and they're uh, I think they they're good at you know, giving feedback that's both encouraging but also, you know, has an eye towards making you a better writer as well. So. Yeah, definitely. I had, uh, last year when I was just kind of starting this podcast out, I actually had one of your writers for a, for a little while. Sherry Cerny was part yeah. of this podcast for a little while, but then she got busy with, uh, she started a pretty awesome project. Um, was a first nonprofit for kids, that she's kids doing. on first. Yeah. Kids on first. Yep. So she had wow. to drop this, but uh, I had read some stuff of hers that caught my eye and thought, eh, she'd be good to have on the podcast. But, so, that's, I love that. Yeah, she's a pretty, pretty cool gal. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Matt, did you have anything else you want to? No, actually, the only question I really had was with the whole blog thing, obviously you have somebody go through and because – I English is like a second language to me sometimes. And my grammar and <laughs> well, me spell too, check is, is kind of like uh, meat sauce. So, <laughs> do you have a guy who kind of goes through and corrects some of that stuff? Well, I mean, for the blogs, no. For the blogs, okay. you're on your own. Like that's the oh, that's, that's the minor leagues, right? Well, before yeah. we uh, before we post something to the front page. Yeah, we have an editor go through and check okay. things and make sure that everything's in, in published. You won't you you don't. Just, lead to the front page you submit the story and uh yeah. we'll go through and do the editing and such on it but 
Now the blogs are a little more, a little more freeform, you know. Um, yeah, it's kind of I, you know, and that, and, and that can be that can be intimidating, uh, you know, to mm. to do that. I, it's not uncommon that we have, but you know, that is one. That's also the one of the reason why, why I like our writers so much is there is a bravery <laughs> or a bravery in just creating something and putting it out there and knowing you know that people could just point and laugh at yeah. you, you know yeah and mm-hmm. and when you get when that's why I'm I'm pretty protective of our writers <laughs> in a, in a, in the social media sphere in part because you know if you if you've got you got enough guts to go uh, do that. You've got a level of respect for me that um, you got, you got a level, a high level. Of, I have a high level of respect for what you're what you're willing to do if you're willing to do that. So, you know, it's it's not uncommon. Most of our writers have gone that path that started with blogs or something and and worked their way up to the to the point where they you know are writing regularly. And those I think are the writers that that have the most success and that we're, you know, we're most proud of the, um, <laughs> what also happens on the other hand is, you know, I'll get some people who are like, you know, I'd like to be a sports writer. I'm, 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 I'm going to school to be a sports mm-hmm. writer and I'd like to write for twins daily. Can I do that? And I say, absolutely. And I, I direct them towards the blogs and say, we'll keep an eye on it. And you get a couple there. We'll do. And then they'll come back to me and say, well, what would you like me to write about? Oh, and I say, <laughs> Uh, that's that's your that's your jam you know you know you, you get to pick what you want to write about and in fact you know the 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 ones that we respect are are not just the ones who pick a topic but you know that you know, that will develop a different kind of voice than what you can find everywhere else you know the the um you know it's common now to see sabermetric stories but when i started doing it 20 years ago it wasn't common no, when Seth when Seth Stowe started writing about minor leagues, nobody was writing about minor leagues like Seth Stowe does. No. You know, uh, when Steve Randall Stu writes satire, still <laughs> hardly anybody writes satire uh, the way that's they hard. do. You know, when when Parker Hageman does deep dives into swings and such, that's something that never appeared before. No, um, you know, the, the whole point of the site is that uh, new beauty comes from new voices. Right. Right. So we're looking for new voices and we're looking for those new voices to find new beauty. Yeah. That's... And that's that we, we're trying to do it for baseball. But really, I think we believe in that across yeah. any um, any interest yeah. or part of the world that you have a particular interest in. So, yeah, well, that's you, cool. I, I've noticed that yet cover you guys uh, cover. I don't it seems like pretty much every aspect you can think of. Um well, you would think so, but somebody always comes with something, something new all the time. Well, I'm kind That's of amazed great. at it. I mean, it is, it is amazing to me that we get like four to six new stories every day. Yeah, and there's always somebody who's got a different difference. Of, and, and how few of them overlap, even don't overlap. Like, you, know, you, won't, you won't even see, uh, you know, you won't even see the same, same topic three weeks later. Uh, it is, it is kind of neat that uh, there, there's a world out there of, of ideas and stories and such that is only limited by your imagination and creativity. So yeah. oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Cause I've, I've never been on there to be honest with you. And that's definitely something I want to check out. Cause 
you know, after, you know, when you see things on any other social media sites, you know, about this and that, and you just read some of the comments of these, these twins fans, you know, it's, you know, you get some of them that, Hey, that's a good, that's a good point. That's, you know, it's a good look, you know, and then you get the ones that are just like, you just want to reach through the computer and strangle them. And, you know, (laughs) sometimes a dangerous place. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah. Or annoying sometimes too. Like, especially, seems like, especially Minnesota, Minnesota team sports, uh, Fans or fans on Twitter seems like to me like a lot of fighting. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I've thrown some stuff out there, and I've had some people thought, you know, hey, I've never thought of that before. That's a good point. Then I've had some that it just like blew up on me, and I'm just like, yep, same to you, jerk. All you, you and your writers have, all the other writers have. Face quite a bit of that, unfortunately. Fortunately, yeah. unfortunately. I, did, I, I, I mean, I, I'm really, really grateful. Moderation, together, you know, brought. But also, it, uh, I think you can learn uh, from a lot of our stories. You can't really start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, here's a different way of looking at it. Like that. Or somebody else, you know, the right to do. I'm trust to it. Without that, yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with healthy debates, definitely. And it's fun sometimes, you know, to get points of view. It's just sometimes the way they might present it, you know, is isn't the greatest if they're calling you an idiot or whatever. <laughs> that's not, that's never fun. <laughs> right. But, uh, right. But yeah, debates and, uh, and our, our moderation uh, feedback is always great. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely uh, anybody who hasn't should check that out. And, uh, and uh, even if you're just there to read, um, it's, it's wonderful. You can get all pretty much anything you can think of uh, twins related. You can find there. I I feel from what I've seen, probably even stuff Thanks. that we don't think about, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> so that's, it's great. Uh, I love, definitely. I love uh, gleaming in the geek. Uh, you, you guys are maybe the, definitely the first twins podcast I ever heard of. And uh, the the banter between you and Aaron is just, I love it. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Definitely. Yeah, I'm also also a big fan of Gleaming in the Geek. I do listen to you guys pretty much anytime. I'm not on the Patreon, but I am, you know, anytime you, know, you guys have an episode come out during the week, I'm that's the first thing I listen to when I'm on the road as a FedEx driver. So it keeps me entertained. <laughs> Oh, great. Good. I'm glad. That's, that's a big part of it. Yeah, definitely. It's well, great. If you, get, if, you, if you get a chance to try out the Patreon, it help you help you uh, pass another couple hours every week on the, on the road. So. There you go. <laughs> definitely. I'll definitely consider it. Yeah. Okay. And what is it, like a dollar an episode? 
Yeah, it's yeah. a bucket episode. Yeah, it's like yeah. two bucks a week. Yeah. Okay. Two bucks a season. And like two bucks a month during the off season. So that's hmm. that's how many Patreons you do. Okay. So right, yeah. that's, cool. that's some good cheap entertainment. Yeah. Exactly right. That's what, that's what we think. I don't know. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 3,600 3, people think so. So that's uh, something. So. Okay. That's, yes, it is. That is great. I'd love to see this podcast get up to that. Um, so, well, I think uh, we've taken a good portion of your time. Thank you for joining us, John, and uh, and uh, telling us all about what you do. And uh, hopefully we'll get you even more traffic than you already get. Uh, all right. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks very much. Make sure right. I get a link yeah. so I can uh, send, out, uh, send this out to everybody. I'm going to tweet yeah. about it. All right. Certainly. I'll, Thanks for inviting me on, guys. Post- yep. Thank you, John. It was an honor to meet you. And uh, go Twins, right? That's right. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. Take it easy. All right. So, Matt, you're still there. So Yes, I'm here. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. So, um, this past week was the second week of the season. Um, and, uh, kind of a, I don't know if I want to say it was a mixed bag or not, uh, kind of went a little bit backwards than what I thought it would, uh, you know, cause they, yeah, most, between, most definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of saw, you know, you flip, you flip them, the Miami series and the, uh, Houston series around and that's kind of what I saw. Yeah, exactly you know, what I was going to say. What I predicted, I should say, that is what I predicted to happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, and those games, you know, the the one loss against Miami, that was that was a close game. I mean, it was a tough game. You were you were facing El Contra, or Alcantara, yeah. I'm sorry, who, you know, if anybody's not, if you, you know, you anybody who watches baseball has, you know, never seen him play, you, you know, seen him pitch, you got to watch this guy pitch. Yeah. He is just, he's amazing. Yeah. And, young you know, because he pitched. Yes, and he pitched what nine innings, or did he pitch eight innings? I think he went. He he pitched a complete game. Exactly. Uh, so and, it would have been nine because they were at home. So yep. And this isn't the first time he's done this. So I mean, this is a oh, no. regular. I, I should say, you know, all the time thing. But this is something he does, you know, occasionally more than any other pitcher, which is amazing, you know. And, and you do it in your only your second start of the year. You wouldn't think you're arm is built up enough yet to do that but no and that was the other surprising thing you know it was just surprising to just you know see him go that long and I'm thinking oh man if you know if he can do this now and you know if we face him again you know at some point in the season you know I I mean or anybody else who's got to face him I mean it's you know you know he's got the arm to do it definitely definitely and uh you know when the twins and Marlins got together for the Arise trade, you know, I as much as I liked that they got Pablo Lopez, uh, of course I was secretly hoping the Marlins were dumb enough to trade us Alcantara, but they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I mean, I don't think if there's anybody on that team, you know, every team's got a, a guy or two that is totally untouchable. Yeah. 
And he's pre- he is he is definitely the guy between him and I would say probably Jazz Chisholm. Those two guys you would you just never trade, mm-hmm. no matter what the price is. You would think, or uh, you know, definitely we would. Uh, you know, the fact that we got a three for one deal though in that trade, that was I still not sure what is the Marlins were thinking exactly. <laughs> but thank well, you. I mean, I know they got a great hitter, but... Uh, yeah, that's the thing, though. They got a great hitter who, you know, and we've discussed this, you know, earlier during definitely. spring training, you definitely. know, or in the beginning of the year, that you knew what you're going to... You knew you're getting a great hitter, but you're getting a guy who isn't that great defensively, where, yep, you know... It's, yeah, it seems like we got kind of the better, you know, the better deal of it. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we knew what a rise was worth to us. Yep. You know, and getting those, uh, getting those two extra players, you know, with Lopez, mm-hmm. you know, just, it, it, you know, it made it a little, it made it better for mm-hmm. us. Definitely. Um, definitely. It. You know, when, you know, like, uh, I mean, we've covered it. When uh, the trade was made, initial thought is, oh, man, he got rid of our best, best, you know, hitter. Um, but then you thought, you know, not, he's a great hitter, but he's not a guy who knocks the ball out of the yard. He's uh, kind of slow for his position. Um, you know, for a leadoff hitter, he's not going to steal any bases. Um, he's got a he's got a history with a knee injury, um, and uh, that flares up on him every now and then. He's not mm-hmm. great defensively, so that made it as and as much as you like his bat and his personality, um, it made it a little better to know that he's. He's got some flaws, and then we got three guys for him. That that's why I think the Twins. Uh, right now, I'd say that the trade is a a tie, but in the end, I think the Twins win that that trade. Yeah, you know, and I I agree, I agree. Um, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's still some people out there that would not have made this trade, oh, I but. Know. You know, even if even if Lopez was struggling, I would still have made this trade. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I was on board with the trade right when it happened, and even you know, even you know when there was talks of it, you know that mm-hmm. the only way we were going to get somebody like Lopez was obviously giving up a guy like Arise, and it's I was totally fine with that. Yeah, you so. gotta give up, give up to get. Um, unfortunately but um so but yeah let's get into it you know the, we kind of alluded to it the twins uh since we talked last they lost two out of three in miami and then uh took two out of three against the houston astros this weekend um and i think we just kind of said it we both thought maybe those would go the other way um uh, you know we thought i i definitely was thinking well oh, twins be fortunate if they got a game against the Astros. But then I look at it, you know, Houston, they were missing Altuve. Um, and I think there's 
other guys that they're missing too. Um, so, you know, they're not at full strength and neither are the twins, but with the way their starting pitching is going, um, you know, it's, I'm not all that surprised that the twins did, uh, take two out of three because they, they, uh, Astros really, um, you know, if you get beyond Bregman and Alvarez, um, you're in pretty good shape, you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. And, you know, the thing is, is, you know, you know how good the Houston's Houston's pitching is. They are very good. You know, even their, even their, you know, th- three, four, five guy, you know, our start or their starters are decent. And they just, to me, I just was not, they were not very good. They were just, they really had a, a horrible, a horrible series against us. And it, I mean, and it kind of sums up the start of their season so far that they've just, you know, they've struggled. Yeah. I think we've caught them, um, caught them at the right time where they haven't gotten things going yet. Um, so that's, you know, people may not believe in momentum or timing in baseball. And like, um, well, there's your proof right there. <laughs> you know, really, we're not, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't feel that we're as talented as the Astros in, uh, on the field. Um, but right now they just aren't playing as well as they can. They don't have their best player right now because he's out with a broken, is it a wrist or finger? Um, uh, or, not 100% certain on that. But, you know, because he got hurt in the WBC. And, uh, you know, so they're just, they're, they're just struggling a little bit. And uh, we just happened that they're on the schedule. Um, at the right time for us, I guess you want to say. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and then, uh, with the, uh, Marlins, um, we just didn't, it's kind of weird because as good as we hit in the Astro series, we didn't, we did the opposite in Miami, I feel. And, you know, like we were talking with John, I mean, that's been the thing. It's not been our you know, other than the one or two, you know, eggs that are, you know, uh, yeah. that the bullpen laid on us. I mean, it, it's the starting pitching has not hurt us. It's no. kept us in the game. It's just our hitters are just, you know, they're sometimes like a light switch, you know, that when they're on, they're on. And when they're off, they are just, you know, you, you see it. You, you you see them not produce nothing or, you know, we get into them situations where, hey, you know, we, we could, you know, we got guys on base, we could score, but, you know, they just don't break through. Yeah, definitely. And um, that, of course, and now uh, some, some injuries seem to be piling up where, you know, like I was saying when John was on, uh, like just today, I don't know if you caught any of the game, but the the lineup that they sent out there was uh, there was 
uh, Mill Buxton, Correa, uh, Gallo, and of course Kepler's on the injured list already. Um, so all those guys got a day off today from starting, and um, Buxton and uh, did come in and pinch hit, but but hmm. and because um, I guess. Uh, uh, I think the Buxton day off was scheduled, um, but then Korea I guess showed up this morning with back tightness. Um, from what it sounds like, he his back. If I heard it right, his uh, oldest son was uh, climbing on him, and somehow it mm-hmm. made his back tighten up um, last night, and. Uh, so he he came and unfortunately had to tell Rocco he couldn't go today. So and then Gallo he during the weekend he did something to his side. So that's not a hundred. Yeah, I saw he's got some some soreness on his right side. Yeah. So so it's not hundred yeah. percent. Although they, I think that's only supposed to be another day or two. Yeah, I'm going to say hopefully we can get them guys back because it's too early in the season to have some of that kind of stuff happening. Yeah, so and we have we have uh, maybe a little PTSD. <laughs> maybe that's overused, but from last year with how many injuries just attacked this team and uh, really caused us to to co- collapse. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know we. Sh- we had a pretty good lead in the division last year, but couldn't keep the roster healthy. Um, so, but yeah, to your point about our uh, uh, starting pitching uh, being outstanding, definitely it was. Uh, you know, we had, um, I have here that uh, even though, um, let's see, so... Uh, what was it? I had, um, like on Wednesday, the game I think that year uh, that we lost that we shouldn't have. Um, it's because the bullpen did give up four runs in one mm-hmm. inning. Um, uh, that that would have been swung the series. Um, otherwise, we we won a blowout game on Monday, eleven to one. That's the day that we lost Kepler, though, to a knee injury that happened while we were on the podcast. Um, he's got knee soreness, and so, um, and then we lost one to nothing to Sandy Alcantara, shutting us out. Uh, and lost five to two because the bullpen blew it on Wednesday. Uh, then they were supposed to play Thursday, but Mother Nature had other ideas, I guess. Um, it's just they felt. It was maybe a little too cold, so they moved the home opener to Friday. And uh, uh, I don't know how much you caught of it, but Sunny Gray was freaking outstanding. Uh, hit seven innings and struck out thirteen guys for a career high. Um, and unfortunately, still didn't get the win because when he left, it was tied, um, and uh, or it got tied up maybe after he left. And we had to go to extra innings and win three to two. Uh, Kyle Farmer walk off single 
Um, Jose Miranda did have three hits. Buxton, uh, Kyle Farmer had two hits uh, that day. Um, and they, they won on uh, Saturday, 9-6. to six. Uh, Despite uh, a mistake pitch by Joe Ryan, the only mistake he made was trying to sneak some cheese past uh, Alvarez. And he hit a grand slam to tie the game, but the Twins came back, and uh, Buxton hit his first home run of the season with a three-run homer. Um, and then yesterday they lost five to one, despite Tyler Malley going six innings. Uh, he gave up four runs, but, uh, that was, I think more of a case. The offense just didn't was getting dominated by a unknown to me anyway, that whatever that pitcher's name was. Now. Hunter Brown. Yeah. I'd never heard of him. I think he must be. He is a, he was, yeah, I believe he was one of their top prospects, but he is, yeah, he's, he's a rookie this year and, well, he pitched a little bit last year. I don't know how many innings he pitched last year, but he's definitely one of their up and coming stars for their rotation. So, but yeah, he schooled him. I didn't get to watch most of the game, but what I saw, I was like, wow. Um, so, uh, what I thought another with, uh, I guess my point with uh, the starting pitching though, um, they have something uh, going there that we haven't seen in quite a while, maybe in my whole lifetime, where they have a bunch of guys who um, have swing and miss stuff. Usually, you know, back in the early two thousands, they they were. Other than maybe uh, Johan Santana, they had a staff full of what they call pitch-to-contact guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just in the series against Houston alone, uh, the pitchers struck out 40, 40 guys in three games. I was like, wow. that's <laughs> Yeah, that's – and, you know, yeah. I mean, you can go back and look at numbers, you know, of, you know any of these – any of the twins pitchers, you know, that we've had over the years, we always have, you know, we'll always have a, you know, one, two or three guys that are pretty decent. You know, they'll put out, you know, they'll put up some strikeouts and then you get guys, you know, like we had, you know, with your archers and your bundies and the year before that, your shoemakers and your half or not half. Whatever that, not I don't know why I said J or what? Well, yeah, yeah, it was a J half. Yep. Yeah, I mean those guys who just are are those contact guys, you know, and they're they're not gonna they're not gonna last, you know, the five six innings that we want to see, you know, because by the time they get through the second time in the order, you know, that's it. You don't want them. You don't want them going through a third time. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's not so much that. I mean, in those. Guys, place in those guys' uh, cases, uh, they not only are they pitch to contact guys, they're all kind of past their prime <laughs> to be. Oh, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, you know, Brad Ratke, he was known as a pitch to contact guy and he was outstanding for a decade, um, you know, um, but when um, 
you know, so because um, he just was able to locate his pitches, um, you know, after the first inning anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. he was notorious for having bad first innings, but um, once he got locked in, he was he was was outstanding. Um, so um, then today, I guess we covered it that uh, today was a uh, frustrating day that Twins lost four to three, but it's kind of the way they lost that. Kind of gets under your skin. They, they, uh, they were get the White Sox committed three uh, errors, and um, basically we had the door wide open to win that game. A game that, uh, when you looked at the starting lineup and then who uh, the White Sox had going, they had Dylan Cease going, who's probably definitely one of the top five pitchers if not the league, definitely in the American League. Um, so kind of going into it, I was like, oh, this might be a rough day. But they kept it close all day, and then the White Sox seemed to have given us every opportunity to take the game, and we just couldn't get two more runs. And we had the opportunities. We just we couldn't convert today. It's one of those days. Unfortunately, it happened. Yeah. You know, and it kind of looks like, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at the box scores right now, mm-hmm. or at the box score now, and I was able to listen off and on today, this afternoon. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, fourth inning must have been really horrendous. Because <laughs> that's where that's where the White Sox got all their runs. Yeah. Uh, um, my aided had one bad inning um, today. Um, that would have been it. Um, so let me look. I didn't. I didn't bother to look. So right now the Twins are in a series against the White Sox. Um, yeah, that I'm gonna look at their schedule here. So I forgot to do that before we started to see what they've got. So they've got these three games there against the White Sox, and then. Oh boy, they've got their kryptonite um, starting on Thursday. They got to go to Yankee Stadium. The one and only. Yeah, one. that's going to be a an interesting series, I think. Um, you know, and you never know. I mean, you don't know right now. I don't like. I said this team is especially the 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 lineup is kind of like a light switch. <clears throat> They're either on or off, and I think if our pitching stays, for the most part, consistent like it has been, mm-hmm. I can't. I don't see why we couldn't at least get one win, maybe two. You know, in New York, I mean, depend. You know, just depending how we come out here against the White Sox, mm-hmm. but uh, I. I'm, you know, I'm not going to sit be overconfident about playing the Yankees, but I'm definitely going in with a lot more confidence than I ever have. So, see, I have, when it comes to them, I just have this defeatist attitude. I think most of Twins fans do, um, unfortunately, because for the last 20 years, they've just dominated us like we're, 
the redheaded stepchild. And, uh, you know, it's just sickening. And, but it seems like no matter what, we just don't have the right roster to beat them. And I, I know it just baffles why we can never find the right combination to overcome them. And it's, Frankly, it's sickening. <laughs> uh, oh, and, and, and I, you know, yeah, over the past few years, you know, I've got some close friends that are big Yankees fans, and I get uh, sick and tired of listening to it every year. But, you know, and I guarantee you, there, there's other teams, you know, and other fans that say the same thing right now. It's like, oh, God, why the Yankees? Why the Yankees? You know, why do we got to play the Yankees? Why can't we beat the Yankees? I mean, honestly, they're, they're a, they are a beatable team. I mean, like they're right now they're what six and three also. I mean, yes, yeah, you know it's just it's you know it's one of them things. I I'm more confident because I think we have, and I haven't looked to see who's pitching all through that part of the series, but I'm it don't to me it don't matter if it's if we're it's three you know pitchers three four and five. I'm still more confident this season going in there with the pitching, you know, than, you know, than I have in past seasons, you know, it just depends on what our lineup does. And if our bullpen, you know, when they are out there, if they can hang, you know, kind of keep it together. So, yeah, just looking on ESPN here, they've got us sending Joe Ryan out there for the first game. It's the four game series. Okay. Uh, Thursday through Sunday. So Joe Ryan's supposed to start the series. Tyler Maui. Second game. Center Maeda's third game. That would mean Pablo Lopez is in four on Sunday. Uh, You know, and definitely that starting rotation, you know, that gives me confidence that we'll at least be able to stay in the ball game in each ball game longer than we have in the past. Um, you know, uh, I just, like you, I have that much confidence in the starting rotation. I just with not sure what the lineup, not sure yet what the lineup can do if they can keep up with a lineup like the Yankees at this point. Um, just hope that they can. Yes, yes, I agree. You know, um, and hope that we figure a way to keep Aaron Judge in the ballpark. Um, that's the key against the Yankees. Uh, either keep him in the ballpark or don't pitch to him if you don't have to. <laughs> uh, pretty much, you know, that's that's the guy you don't want beating you um, on that team. Um, so that's those are the teams that will we'll play by the time we do another podcast. After that, the schedule does lighten a little bit. They get the, the uh, Red Sox and the Nationals, um, and then they got they got the Yankees coming to town after that to finish the month, or and then then the Royals uh, come to the cities and that'll be the end of April. Um, that's what the schedule looks like right now. Uh, 
So yeah, like I was saying when we just when the season started, like it looked to me like uh, April was probably the most brutal month <laughs> just because they had to face the Yankees twice. Um, um, and the Astros, and they took care of the Astros. So maybe yeah this is the idea it was great so um we'll just have to wait and see if they can rebound from today's game and uh, hope that the uh guys who are in questionable health aren't serious you know that nothing serious has befallen them that we that we lose them for multiple games um and have to put them on injured injured list. Uh, the one thing I guess with Kepler going down, it does give another uh, minor league prospect a chance in Matt Walner. Um, and he he had a good decent game today, um, and uh, so kind of excited for him. He's a Minnesota kid uh, playing for the team he grew up watching. So that I've always I always love it when a local kid gets to play for the team that he grew up watching. So um, yes, hopefully it'll uh, it'll mean good things for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Just and uh, the other, you know, um, just wonder like how good does a guy have to be for the guy he's replacing to get nervous, <laughs> like like uh, Max Kepler. You think? I'm sure he's. Does he? When does he start thinking? Am I going to have a job when I'm healthy? <laughs> oh, I'm. I think we're a long ways from that right now. But I mean, even even with Kepler, you know, even before the injury, you know, even with his struggles, I I still think that it's gonna it's gonna take something i don't know something really drastic to to change that up right now because you know just the situation that they're in with kepler so with keeping him instead of you know what we all thought could happen during the off season of him getting traded and you're not gonna you're not gonna sit a guy who what is he making eight million dollars i think this year uh, gonna, I believe eight or nine. Yes. You're not going to sit him and uh, let that sit on the bench in favor of a guy making league minimum, unless he was he'd have to be exponentially better. Um, you know, um, and even in that case, you would want to you would want to trade him if you could. And uh, the Twins didn't do that um, this off season. There's no thing that they can't do that by the trade deadline. Um, if they, if something comes about that they think will help the team, but that's that's months from now, so it's not something that's on the radar right now. Um, yeah. Not really, probably even worth discussing, but at this point. But uh, but anyway, yeah. All right. Well, was there anything else that we didn't cover that you can think to bring up? Uh, didn't get no, actually, I, I, but no, I think we're pretty good. So, I mean, 
I think John filled in a filled us in on with a lot of, you know, some some good things. So definitely, uh, I guess the only thing I can think of that might people might care about that isn't twins related is, uh, and odd to say that, that because it's Pittsburgh Pirates related, they lost their oh, star shortstop yeah. yesterday. Uh, he O'Neill Cruz got in a. Uh, collision at home plate and it broke his ankle and he they saying it's going to be what four to six months or so uh, yeah. for for him to heal I don't know if you saw the play uh, yes I did actually and that was that was uh, I, I don't know you know I don't know if he was trying to slide into Zavala you know it was a bad because Bad slide is what it was. It was his fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, you know, and I've been on, obviously, as a ball player, you know, I've been on both ends, you know, as a catcher. Mm-hmm. I've been in Zavala's position where, you know, it's like the guy tries to slide India, you know, mm-hmm. and I've also been the, you know, as the runner, I would rather, I'm one of them guys that when I would slide in into that kind of a situation, I would slide head first but away from, you know, more towards my right, you know, away from, you know, kind of where I just barely reach, barely reach the plate with my, my left hand. Yeah. You know, make, make that catcher stretch, you know, I just, I, you know, but then again, I'm not a professional. So it seemed like Cruz didn't make up his mind until real late what he was going to do. Yeah. And he got it and he got his, foot in an awkward position by doing that what i didn't understand is i guess right after that there was you know guy on the pirates took exception to something and there was a bench uh, player against it after that and i'm like dude you're gonna have to watch the replay it was your guy's fault <laughs> yeah and it was and you know and I, and I, like I said, I've been mad at a guy for sliding into me like that, you know, and I, you know, I, I try to be, you know, like when I'm the guy, you know, sliding into a base or home plate or whatever, I try to be, you know, I try to be, I try to do what I have to do to, to get to that bag without, you know, killing the other guy. Of course. Yeah. But, you know, it's like I said, this is different. I mean, you know, I'm talking about, you know, just beer league softball or whatever and you know this is major league so it's probably a whole different obviously a whole different story mm-hmm. but yeah no O'Neill Cruz I think made a just made kind of a bad decision on you know on the way he slid and you know Zavala had every reason to be upset and you know in the end I, I think he felt kind of bad because he also didn't realize I think during the during the skirmish that um that he was hurt. So, you know, cause like I said, it was uh, Santana who was over there chirping and kind of, you know, made it turn into a skirmish. Yeah. I was, so I was like, what are you mad about, dude? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys the one on the ground. With, I mean, I understand being upset that your teammates hurt, but it was his fault. Not, not the guy. No. The other team, you know, in this case, so he's hopefully he's watched the replay and gone, oh no, okay, my bad. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's it that really stinks for you know Pittsburgh to yeah. lose a, a player of his caliber like that because he's like I said he, between him and um, Hayes and Reynolds. I mean, those three guys are they're uh, they're three good young talented players that are gonna you know hopefully help Pittsburgh be in the future and uh, you know make them a decent team you know make them a competitive team yeah but you know it kind of stinks that you know we won't see him most of the season because he is a really fun player to watch yeah and he's kind of an unknown you know still I mean we know he's got talent but we just don't it's unknown just how good he is yet because he's pretty raw um and you know he's the biggest shortstop in history you know nobody's he's six foot seven that's oh yeah that's say, that's a short a big guy to hit big around. Is nuts huh yeah that is a big guy to hit around you well usually you know usually a shortstop is like like six foot two um but he's six foot seven so i don't know if they're sure um if he's gonna stay there or not, but just the fact that he's such an athlete that he could even be there is crazy. And it is a shame that he's now going to have to miss most of the season because of that. So, yeah. um, but that's, that's the only thing I can think of that I, to bring up that wasn't twins related. Um, we already discussed what, what their next, uh, this next week's schedule is. Um, so unless uh, you can oh, do anything I, else, uh, nope. I think we're good. I think we can end on this. We can wrap it up and uh, thank John Bonus from Twins Daily again for dropping by, dropping some knowledge on on the history of that site and how if anybody wants to get involved, they could do that. Um, whether they want to be a writer or a reader, um, they it's. Uh, it's a pretty cool place. It's twinsdaily.com. Uh, and uh, go check out his uh, that site and his podcast with uh, the athletic writer, uh, Twins Beat writer, um, Aaron, Aaron Gleeman. It's called Gleeman and the Geek, if you haven't heard of it. Um, and the dynamic between those two is, is, is great because uh, they're two... To, totally different personalities. <laughs> yes, the they are. That's fun. Uh, so, uh, with that, I think we can wrap things up for this week, and uh, we will talk to you next week. And uh, hopefully, we have more good things to talk about. Yes, sir. All right. You guys all take her easy, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Later. Thank you for listening to the Twins Nation podcast. You can follow the show on Facebook and on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for Twins Nation podcast. On Twitter, we're at, at Twins Nation pod. And Joe is at Big Joe Gun.